Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Chicago's Legal Latte, a series of podcasts brought to you by Lavelle Law Limited. Throughout this series, the attorneys from Lavelle Law will share their answers to questions about a variety of topics for individuals and small businesses. To participate in today's discussion, you can email us at podcast at lavellelaw.com. And today at Chicago's Legal Latte, we're, we're going to enjoy the benefit of not only discussing a, a new topic, but hearing from a new contributor as well. Hi, everybody. This is Jim Mitchell, and our discussion today is going to focus on family law, which we do from time to time. Today, we're going to delve into the topic of uncontested divorces. Uh, to guide us through with the details of that topic, I'm pleased to welcome uh, a new participant, attorney Colleen Hurley. Colleen recently joined Lavelle Law as an associate in the family law practice. She's got several years of prior experience in another practice, so I, I look forward to learning from her knowledge and getting some information on this and, and future topics as well. So good afternoon, Colleen. Welcome to our podcast. Nice to have you with us. Hi, Jim. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to speak with you. Looking forward to it. Now, I've, I've had the opportunity to talk about various aspects of divorce with some of your colleagues at Lavelle Law over the years, certainly on the podcast. And, and we've come to understand some of the complexities of the process. Now, the term uncontested divorce hints at a, a simpler, less contentious approach. Can you can you kind of give us a brof, brief overview of that concept? Sure, absolutely. Um, I think a good way to highlight what an uncontested divorce is is to first tell you what it's not. Um, a contested mm-hmm. divorce is the opposite of an uncontested divorce. And essentially what that means is, uh, kind of what you think of when you think of a nasty divorce. The parties are at odds about the major issues pertaining to their divorce case. Oftentimes it goes to trial where a judge would issue a judgment, essentially deciding the terms of the divorce for the parties instead of the parties being in control of the situation. An uncontested divorce is, in my opinion, a clearer, quicker, and more amicable way to handle divorce process. Um, lots of times after a nasty contested divorce, parties find themselves wishing that they went an uncontested route just to save some time, money, and grief. Uh, what an uncontested divorce allows the parties to do is it allows them to be in the driver's seat. They get to decide what the terms of their divorce are, and it can handle um, the whole global issue of their case. Um, it lets the parties themselves decide how they want to divide their assets and debts, handle real estate, personal property, possible issues of support, retirement accounts, and even how they're going to co-parent together if applicable. Um, I really think that it's a good way for parties to negotiate, um, come together, and hopefully get a quick and more amicable resolution than going the contested route. You know, it's easy, as you said, to think of divorce as being very contentious and taking place uh, with debates over assets in the marriage. But when children are involved, they're, obviously they become matters of visitation and parenting responsibilities. Uh, is an uncontested divorce, and it sounds like I heard you say this, it, is it a viable option when, when minor children are still part of the equation? Yes, absolutely. All that's required is that the two parties, the husband and wife or uh, the two spouses, are in agreement as to how they would like to co-parent going forward. Obviously, if they're not in agreement with how they want to co-parent, if they're 
at odds about who should have parental responsibility, otherwise known as custody, or what type of parenting time schedule should be in place, then obviously we're not looking at a completely uncontested case, then it's contested. Um, but if the parties are able to sit down one-on-one you know, -on -one or through an attorney and hash out these issues and come to an agreement, it's absolutely a viable option for moving forward with uh, co-parents. As I mentioned at the beginning, that divorce can, can be very complex, and you gave a good long list of things that might have to be considered. Um, assuming that the parties can reach agreement and pursue an uncontested divorce, where does that leave someone like you as a family law attorney? Are, are attorneys required in this process? Uh, attorneys are not required in this process, but I always think that it's beneficial to have an attorney in this process. And the reason for that is even when the parties are uncontested, the divorce process can still pretty can be pretty complex and daunting, um, and there are a lot of moving parts to consider. Um, it's good to have an expert on your side so that person can guide you through the process, um, but more than that, draft good binding legal documents that reflect the wishes of the two, of the two parties. Um, parties representing themselves may not know all of the things they need to decide in a marital settlement agreement or a full parenting plan. Um, an attorney can guide them through all the issues they need to think about, advise them about the law and what may be proper in terms of a settlement, um, and also help at the court dates uh, for the entrance of their um, judgment for dissolution of marriage, otherwise called approve-up dates. Um, so I think an attorney is a good one to have on your side in this situation. Now, now if, people, if the couples are in agreement and they reach this point where they each still have to have their own attorney, or could one attorney take care of everything for both of them? Um, so it's completely possible for just one attorney to be on this case. Um, in these types of situations, it's common for the one party, and this party would be called the petitioner, um, to seek out an attorney to draft the wishes that um, reflects what the two parties have agreed to. Uh, that one attorney would technically only represent the petitioner, meaning the person who initially files for divorce. Um, but so long as the parties are in agreement, that attorney can work with both parties, um, draft settlement documents that reflect their wishes, walk them through the process, and make sure everything is done properly. Um, that attorney can also be there to help kind of smooth any, smooth over any negotiations um, that need to take place in, in the final drafting mm -hmm. of settlement documents. Um, however, uh, the other party, the respondent, the non-filing um, party in this matter, also has the option of obtaining an attorney if he or she so wishes. Um, that attorney can you know, simply work with the attorney who is drafting the settlement documents or even just review the documents. Um, but the idea here is that we're trying to keep things amicable, keep costs down, um, and lots of times parties proceed with just one attorney representing the petitioner the other party representing themselves pro se technically. And, and do you see certain types of marriages, certain types of couples that would really be advantageous to use in uncontested divorce? I mean, whether it's a young couple or different scenarios, uh, is, is there certain groups that would find this uh, to their advantage? Uh, absolutely. Um, amicable parties uh, are, are definitely good um, 
good people to have in an uncontested divorce. Um, if they're not amicable, it's likely to fall contested and no longer be a viable option here. Um, good parties that would seek this type of divorce are often young parties, people who have had short divorces, uh, people who have had marriages with no assets or debts, um, sometimes marriages with no children. Um, ideally, what we want to see here is parties that have the ability to communicate with each other about what they would like the terms of their divorce to be, or at the very least, um, communicate effectively through possibly a third party like an attorney. Um, it, it's also good um, that the parties who are seeking an uncontested divorce have a good idea as to what is in their marital estates um, and how they would want to divide it up. Um, a benefit of an uncontested divorce is you can waive the formal discovery process, uh, which is a long, lengthy, and oftentimes expensive process where the parties exchange uh, financial documents, answer interrogatories about what they have in terms of assets and debts, etc. Um, parties in an uncontested divorce can waive this because they have a good idea of what's going on in the marital estate and don't need this kind of turnover or production from the other side. Um, it, this can also be initiated uh, by one party who thinks the other party, the respondent, will likely agree to propose terms of a divorce. Um, this party can hire counsel to draft a proposed marital settlement agreement, which is a document detailing the proposed terms of the divorce and a proposed parenting plan, if applicable. Um, then through counsel, um, these documents can be presented to the other party, um, hopefully to facilitate a possible settlement discussion um, and go from there and see if, in fact, this case can proceed uncontested. Um, now, it's it's not always the case that an uncontested divorce stays, in fact, uncontested, but it's a good place to start from. It's good to see if that's a possibility at the outset if one party isn't sure, uh, because if it is possible, again, it's, it's cheaper, it's more amicable, tends to just be better off for the parties in the end. And, and do you find that uh, uncontested divorces can move through the court system more rapidly than, uh, than the traditional divorce? Uh, absolutely. Um, and one reason for this is lots of times in an uncontested divorce, we're just looking at one court date. Uh, that court date is called the prove-up date, where the judge would issue a judgment for dissolution of marriage, incorporating the agreed-to terms um, between the parties. Um, so that's one way that it stays cheap um, and quick. Uh, another way it stays cheap and quick is, again, the parties can waive formal discovery in this type of case. Um, also down the road, just looking big picture, um, doing an uncontested divorce, meaning an agreed-to divorce, often enhances the chances um, of avoiding post-decree issues down the road. By that, what I mean is one party coming back to court saying that, the other party isn't adhering to the judgment for dissolution of marriage or wanting modification. When the parties are in agreements and they're in the driver's seat and they get to decide uh, how their divorce is handled, um, oftentimes you avoid issues like that down the road. Um, I also think it's really good for co-parenting. Uh, it's a good way to start this next phase of life with a spirit of collaboration and an open dialogue between the parents. Um, and that also kind of avoids a longer court process. Um, you don't have to do um, so much litigation when it comes to the best interests of the children because the parents get to decide what that is. Interesting. Well, we, a couple of things I want to come back to there, and, and we're certainly enjoying the conversation today with Attorney Colleen Hurley. Uh, Colleen has, has handled family law cases such as the ones we're talking about for several years in her legal career and recently joined the team at Lavelle Law. This is uh, her first visit with us here on the podcast. And 
uh, taking some time to bring us up to speed on uncontested divorces today. Um, we've got a little more time, but when we do wrap things up, let me encourage you to go to lavellelaw.com. You'll find information on, on the Family Law Practice Group, and, and while you're there, it's a great time to check out the latest articles, podcasts, and videos um, that are available on that site. Uh, a lot of information there, just as we're getting here today. Um, Colleen, you mentioned a couple things I said I want to kind of just go back and touch on a little bit. You mentioned the, the prove-up process where the, the judge will review in this, in this one court hearing. Does a judge ever look at the agreement and say, wait a minute, I don't, I don't think this is right, and send it back? Or if, if the parties have agreed, he or she has nothing else to say about it, and they just approve and move on? Um, so that, that you raise a really good point. It is possible for a judge to review the proposed terms that the parties have put together and say that they want something changed or want some clarification. Uh, so this is another reason why I think it's good for parties to have an attorney um, in this case, just so everything is done properly. Um, typically, judges will adhere to the agreements and wishes of the parties um, insofar as nothing is considered unconscionable by the judge. Um, an attorney can kind of help to guide to make sure that everything adheres to the law and nothing is unconscionable. Um, outside of that, uh, a judge is going to be very happy to see two parties are able to come together, um, avoid lengthy litigation, and uh, get a good resolution. And, and you mentioned also the fact that it helps um, I don't know, reduce or eliminate, I guess is my question, the, the possibility of coming back later and trying to uh, reopen the agreement or make changes. Uh, in, in this case, if, if it is an uncontested divorce, a couple of years down the road, if one party is not happy with the way things have worked out, can they in fact come back and, and request any changes or, or is this once and done? Um, so it's, there, there is a possibility of bringing a motion to vacate a judgment within 30 days of a judgment being entered. Um, however, that, that's a hard uh, burden to bear when the parties were in agreements. Uh, when the parties themselves put together the terms of their divorce, signed off on it, and then got it entered within a judgment for dissolution of marriage, um, it's hard for parties to come back and say, oh, I didn't understand, I'm no longer in agreement. Uh, judges are very careful to make sure that at the prove-up dates, um, everything is completely thorough. They know that the parties understood everything they entered into, were not coerced in any way, and wish for those terms to be legally binding. So in a contested divorce, when parties did not come up with their terms, um, you do see more often the possibility of one party trying to vacate the judgment for dissolution of marriage and possibly succeeding. Um, in an uncontested divorce, that tends to avoid that likelihood as much as possible. Well, um, we have certainly covered a lot of ground here and a great conversation with Lavelle Law Attorney Colleen Hurley, who making her first appearance with us, and I hope it's uh, just the first of many. I want to thank her for being with us today. Great conversation, and uh, look forward to learning more about some of the family law activities that she's involved with. Um, LavelleLaw.com is the site I mentioned earlier, and it is a great place for you to swing by to get information on this particular practice group or any of the others available to you. Uh, large collection of articles, podcasts, and videos there to take some time. And, of course, if you want to get direct to Colleen or any of the other uh, attorneys, 847-705-7555 is the number. And certainly look forward to having each of you join us for future podcasts. Thanks so much for being here today.